Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST, sponsored by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. No expense will spare in the recent multi-million dollar renovation to provide Flats Off Madison residents with premium finishes and the latest technological amenities. The Flats Off Madison offer beautiful one- and two-bedroom apartments in a smoke-free community. Stop by today or call leasing agent at 931-538-3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. I am Casey Krieger. He is Alex Town, one of the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that officially has a football team ranked in the top 25 in the FCS. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Oh, not so bad, especially now that we have finally have a football team in the top 25. It's about time. It's about time. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But in the meantime, we have to talk about a bad football team first, and that bad football team is... The Tennessee Titans. And your Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Anthony Richardson might be done for the season. Yep. Gardner Minshew looked bad against the Jaguars. Yep. I see one positive out of this whole situation. Higher draft pick? We're getting Marvin Harrison Jr., baby. That actually is a positive because, yeah, that guy's good. You know Jim Irsay will sell his soul for Marvin Harrison's son. Is Marvin Harrison still on y'all's coaching stuff? No, that's Marvin? Reggie Wayne. Oh, that's right. I know, I know it was some Hall of Fame wide receiver. No, don't say Hall of Fame wide receiver yet because Reggie's not in the Hall of Fame. Yet. I it's know. A very but sore subject. I know. It's a very sore subject. The real question now for this podcast is who finishes last in the AFC South, the Colts or the Titans? Well, our but considering Gardner Minshew cooked the Titans, I think I know the answer. Honestly, I think it'll be us because, well, one, Ryan Tannehill's out, which whatever. We got Malik Willis and Will Levis. Who's going to play quarterback for the Titans? So Malik Willis was listed is listed as the second-string quarterback. He's taking first-team snaps right now. I just don't know if I believe that. I just don't think the Titans want to – throw Will Levis in it like I mean he's the better like actual quarterback out of the two because Willis is more of like an athlete I guess you could say like he's faster you can do more scrambles and stuff with him but I don't know I just I think you just roll with Willis you see how it goes it's not gonna go well it's gonna go poorly yeah well I mean shoot against the Ravens when we were playing in London pretty sure Tannehill only had 78 passing yards before he got hurt yeah, it's a, it's a rough scene for quarterbacks in the AFC South, not named Trevor Lawrence. I guess C.J. Stroud's doing okay. He's just not that He good. just had his, what was it, like his first or second interception of the year? Stroud? Yeah. Hmm, sure. It was, it was not like. You could know. tell me that he's throwing 37 bananas this year, and I'd probably believe you because that's how much I care about the Texans. Honestly, Sam. At least we can agree on that. Yeah, no, they're, they're irrelevant, and they will always be irrelevant. Yeah. The only thing that ever brought them any relevancy was J.J. Watt occasionally sacking my quarterback. Yeah, same here. And, nope, that's not true. They had one other good thing when Andre Johnson just annihilated Cortland Finnegan, just beat the crap out of him. That was awesome. Yeah, I remember watching that game live. Because, like, you know, they were, like, every single Titans fan knew there was about to be a fight. It was awesome. Cortland Finnegan has legitimately fought. Like, you know, he got in a fight with Phillip Rivers his rookie year. Yeah, it was awesome. And it's like, but they were going at it, and I just remember Cortland just getting Anybody whooped. that fights Cortland Finnegan gets a thumbs up in my book. I love Cortland Finnegan. Anywho, let's move on to Austin B. Football. We'll start with football this week, because why not? Uh, Guffs, 41-14 to 14 win over Gardner-Webb. That's a big one. In their last four games, that takes the winning streak to four games, that is. Yep. Uh, in the Govs, on the Govs' four-game winning streak, they've outscored their opponents 178-47. to 47. Uh, that's an average score of 44.5 to 11.8, while outgaining teams by an average of 521.3 yards of total offense to 30.5. Been quite good. It's It's been a lot of fun to watch. It's been a lot of fun to watch. In that game against Gardner-Webb, uh, Mike DeLillo had the quietest 372 yards you've Definitely. ever seen 
Uh, that's 31 completions, two touchdowns. Trey Shack had a career high 126 yards. Trey Goodman had a career high 101 yards. Neither one of them caught the touchdowns, though. Jaden Barnes, the freshman, had 31 yards and a touchdown. Brendan Hawkins had 22 yards and a touchdown, his second TD of the season. On the ground, Javon Jackson had 100 yards for the third straight game. He's the first governor with three straight 100-yard rushing games since 2011. That was Ryan White in 2011. Yep. Uh, also fun Ryan White note, currently Javon is on pace to get the Gus' first 1,000-yard rusher since Ryan White. You know, I saw that I saw that in your notes when I was looking through them earlier, and it just feels like we've had somebody else since then. But, no. A lot of these recent teams have had so many good running backs that none of them have got to 1,000. Yeah, I mean, we've had, like, during that 2019 year, we had what? Was it Tanner, Mamadou, and Kintel. Yeah. And then the next year it was, like, Tanner and Mamadou. I mean, just so yeah. many good options. Right. CJ's never been the only guy. He's always been the guy, but he's always had other guys around him. Brian Sneed, mm-hmm. Josh Samuel, Javon Jackson. Uh, so you've never – Ahmad Tanner and CJ were together. Yep. So it's just we've had so many – we've had a wealth of mm-hmm. running backs. And, and there's also, what, the second time in program history, first time in a long time since we had – was it two 100-yard receivers and a 100-yard rusher yeah, in the same game? Yeah, had that one in a while. Um, a lot of things happened. Govs haven't had – Govs didn't allow a sack in either of the last two games. The last time the Govs had back-to-back games without a sack was the last two games of 2018 and then the first three games of 2019. You, read, you heard that right. That's five straight games without a sack. Oh, wow. Uh, but this year, like I said, back-to-back games with no sacks. Shout-out to the five up front. That's uh, Isaiah Wright, Brady Odom, Jalen Armstrong, Chandler Curtin, and Brennan Smith. Uh, don't forget about Jordan Goko and the backs blocking as well. They do their part to keep Mike off the turf. Um, we haven't even got to maybe the biggest star of Saturday's game, in my opinion. Corey Chapman had himself a day. That he did. He only had eight tackles. Oh, I say only, which was the third most on the team. behind the t- But the two linebackers, Tyler Long and Sam Howard, you expect them to lead the team in tackles. Mm-hmm. But it's not just the tackles. Corey Chapman just about had five pick sixes in that game. Oh, definitely. They kept throwing in the flat, which is where Corey Chapman is when he's playing that spur position. He blew up several passes. Mm-hmm. He almost jumped about three more. In the third quarter, he finally got one, 26 yards to the house. That's Corey's first career pick six. Uh, his day was cut a little short due to what I would call an egregious targeting call. It was the most incidental contact you've ever seen. Did he touch the quarterback's helmet with his helmet? Yes. Was there any malicious intent? Was it a targeting? No. No. Uh, But we're going to lose Corey for the first half of Saturday's game against Southern Utah. Really stinks for a defense that's playing really well, and he's really – if he's not the vocal leader, he's one of of the vocal leaders. Man, he'll let you know it when he hits you. He's a lot of fun to watch. So. Honestly, I think he's just one of the smartest guys on the defense because he was talking about it post game. Because like you know, somebody asked him about like what he saw on that pick, and he's like, "Well, they just kept on running the same play they on third kept, down. They kept running it, and they kept running it, and he finally just dropped back a little, baited him into it, and to the house. Yep. So, like I said, would love to have Corey in the first half. No, he's going to come back fresh and tear somebody up in the second half. Not not what the other team's going to want to see. But we'll power on. Yeah, we will. Uh. Men's tennis happened last week as well, Alex. Yeah. So oh, we didn't even talk about the ranking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably that, – let's go do that. Govs came in 24th in both the media and the coaches' poll. It's the 28th week in the program's Division One history that also has been ranked in the FCS national poll 26 times since 2018. Govs are 13-12 and 12 in games in which they are ranked and are 13-8 and eight against FCS opponents in games in which they are ranked. So. It's going to be fun. going to be fun. Let's go, on, let's go, go ahead and take that 24 and just – Crank it up a level. Just run right into Utah as a ranked team. Run right into Utah as a ranked team. Well, all right, tennis. We played men's tennis last week. Yep, so men's tennis is at the ITA Ohio Valley Regionals. 
Uh, picked up one win. That was Tom Bolton who won uh, his main draw match. Um, had a couple matches cut short. Uh, so we dropped our three or our two doubles matches in the main draw. Didn't get the chance to play in the consolation draw because of some rain. Um, I think we had one or two singles matches cut short as well because of that rain. But overall, it was pretty quick down, quick trip down to Chattanooga for the ITAs. Um, like I said, one win. Tom Bolton, who continues to look really good uh, in his junior season. So that's really all I got for men's tennis because it was just that one match. Just Tom. Yep. All right. You also played some soccer last week. That we did. Um, so like we talked about last week, getting really late into the season, uh, we played our second – or what's it? So our second and third to last matches of the season – Picked up a point in both of them. Had a scoreless draw against Kennesaw State and a 1-1 draw against Queens. Um, it's a Kennesaw State team who entered the match not scoring a lot, but still putting up quite a bit of shots. They did just that. Um, they had 17 shots, 9 on frame. Gubs had 9 shots with 2 on frame. Um, Katie Bond just continues to play the best soccer that she has in her career. Um, she had 9 saves in that match. Looked really good. Defense really held up. Offense just wasn't able to put one in the back of the net. Kennesaw State was really – they were playing back a lot of it. Um, they are doing a lot of the, the uh, like, tic-tac passing and stuff like that. Gov's just not able to put one through the back of the net. And then we played Queens. It was – Alec Baumgart scored her second goal of the season in the eighth minute. Um, Gov's put up 13 shots in that one, hold Queens to 11. Uh, pretty much a difference in that one. We had a 83rd-minute own goal. It was, it was just a weird play. Um, one of our defenders went to pretty much like deflect a shot, and it just rolled off her weak foot, took a little weird roll, and just found the back of the net. And that proved to be the equalizer, Gov's draw, still alive in the playoff race. Uh, they've got a big match against Lipscomb later this week where it's pretty much you pick up a point you're in, you, you don't, don't. You're not. You don't, and you'd need a lot of help. So, But we can talk about that one a little bit. So, yeah, two – uh, two matches, two points for the Gubs. Both golf teams competed this week. We'll start with the women's team. They were at the uh, Arkansas State's Lady Red Wolves Classic, Sage Meadows Country Club in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Erica Scott finished in fifth place to lead the Gubs to a sixth-place finish. Their streak of three straight wins came to an end. Uh, it's a tough field, tough tournament, but nothing you can say when you've won three in a row. So yeah. things are still going pretty good. Gubs have one tournament left this fall. That would be the Battle of the Border match play against Murray State. Um, but... For the Lady Red Wolves Classic, like I said, Erica Scott led the way with a fifth-place finish. The best round of the final round came from Katie Campbell. She picked up 22 spots on the leaderboard with a 1 under 71. Uh, Katie, and she finished 21st overall. Katie Foshog was 32nd overall. Uh, Maggie Glass was in 60th. And Jillian Breed Love rounded out the lineup in 70th place. On to the men's golf team. They played their final event of the fall season. That was Xavier's uh Xavier's Xavier Invitational at McKettawa Country Club in Cincinnati, Ohio. I hope they got some Skyline Chili while they were up there. I hope they did, too. Even I though I can't say anything I've never had. I bet they would have played better if they had it. <laughs> Anybody would play better with Skyline Chili in their system, really. That's all That's all you could say. It just makes you happy. makes you feel good. Take your word for it. And you're feeling good and hungry. It's Skyline <laughs> time. That's the slogan. Uh, Gus finished ninth at the Xavier Invitational. Reese Britt. Uh, no, excuse me. Jacob Falls Scott led the way with a 29th place finish. Logan Spurrier was in 30th. Reese Britt and Daniel Love had the best rounds of the final round. They were 36th and 57th. And Seth Smith closed out the lineup at 62nd place. And like I said, that's the last tournament of the fall for the men. 
Uh, they're not back on the course till this spring at the King and Bear course at the World Golf Village, which is the only course in the world co-designed by Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas. Interesting. Yeah. That so is very interesting. That is Eastern Kentucky's World Golf Village Collegiate down there in St. Augustine. Cross country ran last weekend, Alex. Yeah, they did. Ten That's govs at PRs. We take that. Ten govs at PRs at the Angel Mountains Invitational, co-hosted by Evansville and Southern Indiana. Uh, what was it? We had what? All eight runners on the women's side had personal best, and then two govs on the men's side had personal best. Uh, so, peaking just the right time. Yeah, and I think you know Ashley Doyle's been uh, running a really good. Shout out to Science Hill High School. There you go. Uh, led the team for the fourth straight match. So, and that's their last one before the ASUN Championship upcoming. It's at Na- it's in Nashville, Tennessee. At, you guessed it, Percy Warner Park, mm-hmm. where every cross country race ever has ever been ran. This will only be the second time we've raced there this year. It's only the second time we've raced there this year, but I feel like over the past seven years we've raced there. Oh, half yeah. a trillion like, times. Last year, I think we only didn't race there once. So. Yeah, Percy Warner Park, ASUN Cross Country Championships. That's October twenty eighth. That's what two weekends from now. Yeah, uh, two yeah. weekends from now. Uh, who else we have last week? We had volleyball. Yep. Volleyball right here in the Dunn Center? No, nope. volleyball they were in Florida. Florida. They are in Florida. That is not the Dunn Center. Florida <laughs> is not the Dunn Center. Can confirm. Um, so a little bit of a rough weekend for the Govs. Uh, they drop a three-set decision to Florida Gulf Coast, who uh, I believe still leads the A-Sun in uh, standings. Uh, they fall on that one, uh, 14-25, 9-25, and 15-25. Uh, like I said, that's just a really good Florida Gulf Coast team. Govs just unable to uh, match the Eagles. And after that, they were down in DeLand, where they drop a four-setter to Stetson. Uh, they lose that one, 16-25, 23-25. Come back, win the third set, 25-21, and then fall in the fourth, 13-25. Uh, Peyton Didesheimer led the Govs with 17 kills in that one. Morgan Rutledge, who was a starting libero there, had 18 digs. And Kelsey Mead had 22 assists. But Govs just unable to get that one going, but... Some tough teams on the road. It's tough to get it going sometimes after those long flights. So. They, they are, and, you know, like we've said a lot, ASUN, very good at volleyball. Very good volleyball conference, especially the teams in Florida. Yep. I think that's everything we had last week. I think it is, too. I think it is, too. Well, in the meantime, we're right back with our interview brought to you by the Flats Off Madison. This week we've got Trevor Conley of the Austin Peay baseball team right after this. Joining us on the PCAST, we've got a junior catcher from the Ospie baseball team. That's Trevor Conley. Trevor, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Trevor. So you just said all online classes, never have to go to class. Nice, nice oh, yeah. off day for you with no baseball today. Huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, uh, I, w- I was just saying it's crazy. Like five years ago, it wasn't even an option. Yeah. But no classes. So do you ever like even get the – were you all, all online last year as well? I was in the spring, yeah. I was. I had in-person classes in the fall a little bit last year. So you year. got to see campus a little bit in oh, the fall. Yeah. But after that, no more of that. <laughs> yeah. Baseball yep. facility into the house. Yep. 
So transfer from Texas Tech. Yes. How did everything transfer? All the school come over good? Everything worked yeah. out there? Yeah, everything transferred over good. It was an easy process. And uh, so uh, thankful to have a lot of help with that. Yeah, it doesn't always work out that way. It's a good one. Yeah, exactly. So Mount Carmel, Ohio. Yeah. Basically Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it later. I'm a Reds guy. You're a Reds guy. Mm-hmm. So you're you're a native, but I've been there enough. What What's your take on the Skyline Chili? I oh, Skyline Chili is the best. There's a lot of people that don't like it. Yeah, you can't beat it. It's just insane. Yeah, it's what, the best. What's your order if you go to Skyline today? Um, I'll usually get a uh, regular three-way and uh, – Cholito with sour cream and spaghetti. Okay. And then maybe get the spaghetti inside the chili. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then maybe throw a cheese coney in there, too. Got to throw a cheese coney in there. Um, All right, I'm going to keep rolling with the Cincinnati favorites here. Grater's ice cream. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's your favorite, right? Yeah, definitely. What's what's your order at Grater's? Um, I usually – I don't go there a ton, not as much as I go to Skyline, but I'll usually get a – Grater's is a treat. Yeah, yeah. They got a caramel ice cream there that's pretty good. Okay. But I've never been there and had a bad ice cream. No, nothing nothing bad. Last one I got on the Cincinnati Legends list here, Montgomery and you a big Oh, guy. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You definitely, get the yeah. sauce at Kroger. It's yeah. not the same as in person. No, definitely not the same, but you go to the restaurant, it's really good. Awesome. That, we're off to a hot start with that. So for everybody listening to Tate and on the Skyline Chili, just – not not today. Not today. All right, let's talk about baseball. You're from a baseball family. Yep. Your brother Cal played baseball at Texas Tech, drafted by the Atlanta Braves in the fourth round in 2021. Your dad was an MLB draft choice in the 23rd round in 1993 by Milwaukee. Uh, 16th round picked by the Cubs. A couple years later, he played for the Reds and Cubs in the yep. major leagues. Yeah. And now you're here at Austin P. What's mm-hmm. it like being a part of, I mean, basically you, your dad, your brother, everybody, baseball, that's all you guys do. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool. I've grew up, my dad um, – Works at an academy, still does, and uh, just growing up and being around baseball every day, I've always had a huge love for the game. What kind of academy does your dad work at? Um, a baseball academy. So you just cages? Yeah, turf. cages, yeah, turf, whatever. So you're just yeah. in there all your all the time, oh, just yeah. hitting and swinging. Yeah. Get, yeah. All right, high school baseball, West Claremont High School. You're a catcher, you're a utility player, you played for your dad. Mm-hmm. What's it like? What was it like playing for your dad at the high school level? Um, It was awesome. I mean, I – played for my dad growing up all the way through and it was really cool I got to play with my brother my freshman year he was a senior that year and my dad was our coach so that was really cool and really cool experience how was that, that team with you your brother and your dad that year we, we should have been better than we were but we uh it was it was a really cool experience and we had a lot of good players we just didn't actually Kyle Klingenbeck who just transferred from northern Kentucky this year he knocked us out of the tournament that year oh yeah what uh, what position did your brother play? Uh, shortstop. So your brother's a shortstop. You're a catcher and yep. utility guy. How did you become the catcher? Um, I would say I always played infield until I was probably 12, 11 or 12. And then I think one day I, I, my dad just stuck me back there and wanted me to catch, and I fell in love with it. I've caught ever since. I feel like there's always – a, like not every nobody starts out like hey you're gonna be the catcher like, yeah when you're like seven nobody wants to, no. nobody wants to put the yeah. and get back there no and then you get back there some people love it some people don't yep so high school baseball is over you go to put texas tech yeah your brother's at texas tech he's a senior you're a freshman on the team he was he got drafted the year that i went there so, so he, he was, wasn't there so you were not there at the same no time. we weren't there at the same time i, I got my years that would have been cool did he was he kind of the reason that got led you to Texas? yeah tech? yeah definitely yeah i always looked up to him and everything he did and still do i mean he's always been uh my biggest influence and everything and uh he really loved it there and it's somewhere that i really wanted to go and 
take the next step. So go. What kind of experience did that like, or what, how did that help your baseball career that one year at Texas tech? I'm sure even just in the fall yeah. playing against that competition. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that was kind of the main reason I really wanted to go there was whether it worked out or not, I got to have a full experience at a big school like that and go to, uh, you know, play against really good competition, be around a lot of really good players and learn a lot. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really good experience. Just, I, I definitely, I would give a lot of credit to, um, that in my baseball career. Who was on that Texas tech team, your freshman year, Josh Young on that team? Jace Young was on that team. Yeah. Josh's little brother. Yeah. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. Those guys are pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty good. Uh, so your first ever college start at Texas tech was against Mississippi state. Was that at home or was that duty noble? That was at, um, the double a brewers park in Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay. In front of about 2,500 fans. It was, was pretty say, cool. I bet those state fans packed that place out. Yeah, it was awesome. They called it a mutual game or a like mutual site. <laughs> it was not, it was in Mississippi. It was not a mutual site. <laughs> What did that team do that year at Texas Tech? Because they're always playing in regional, super regional. Yeah, we went to a regional, and uh, we got knocked out by Notre Dame. Notre Dame was really hot that year, and they went on to go to Omaha, and they had a great year that year. Does that, like, drive you to get back? You want to get back to that regional? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I didn't get to play in the regional, but I got to sit there and Not watch really good baseball. Not that, so you can yeah. show the guys on this team, hey, this is yeah. this is what we got to do. Yeah, definitely. It's It was a really cool experience, and – um, I wouldn't take that back for anything. All right, so you transferred Austin P. What was that first call with Roland like? First call with Roland? Yeah. So I woke up. I so the transfer portal's a, it's a, I mean it's just a crazy thing. Like I entered my name in it. it took a couple of days for me to officially be in it, but I woke up one morning and I had an email that said like two minutes ago, right when I woke up, it said your name's officially been entered the transfer portal. And here it comes. My yeah, and then my phone just starts ringing, Roland Fanning, and it's said Oklahoma State still, but I knew he had the job that he got the job here, and he was all fired up, and I hadn't talked to him since high school. So he recruited you in high school. Yeah, was he at Kentucky? At Kentucky, and then a little bit at Oklahoma State, but did that's you, how we got to know each other. Did you grow up a Kentucky guy? No, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. Okay, yeah, Bearcats. Mm-hmm. Some good teams back when you were yeah growing up. There, yeah. Huh? So that first call with Roland, has the energy changed ever since? No, no, it doesn't change. It's every day. It doesn't stop. It's the best. So I feel like a lot of the guys Roland recruited, those Oklahoma boys, all knew each other coming in. Yeah. A lot of them played in high school together. Yeah. They played against each other. Did you know anybody coming on this team, or were you kind of one of the guys that just uh, – you one of the pieces that came in by itself? And yeah, I didn't – with everybody else? Yeah, I didn't really know anybody, um, but – it didn't take long to get to know the guys. I mean, we have an awesome group of guys. Yeah. It's it's a really fun group to be a part of. Especially with so many guys coming from different places, it makes it a little easier. Yeah, that. And we had 30 transfers, I think it was. And so everybody was kind of a new guy, whether yeah. they knew a couple guys or not. And uh, Roland and the coaches made it really easy on us to get to know each other. And, I mean, just the energy that they all bring every day is awesome. So I asked you about the first call with Roland. What was your first interaction with, like, with my guy, Kierce? With Kierce, just a just a um, weird guy, huh? I think he's he's unique. He's not weird. I unique, I, I unique love right Kierce. Word. Yeah, Kierce is Kierce is awesome. But yeah, I think the first time I met Kierce was on my visit. I came and visited, and uh, he was just full energy, running around, and 
It was really cool. I tell all the baseball guys that come on here, I wish you could have seen Kearse back when he was a player. Here. Yeah. He was just – unique's the right word. <laughs> yeah. He, I told Connor Gore I think he was on the top step from playing second base in a game. One really? Time. His back would have fallen apart and he yeah. would never walked again. But. <laughs> so I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this. Let's talk about that Liberty game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Mountain Dew controversy. Was yeah. Thing. Yeah. You had a front row seat to that. You were right in the middle of yeah, it. Yeah, I was. Had you ever been ejected from a game before? Um, I, I got in a fight in a game in high school okay. my like freshman year. So, yes. And they, I didn't get ejected technically, but they ended the game. They end, Yeah, well, that too. So, yeah. that. But, yeah, that was crazy. So you're sitting there. Roland gets ejected. Julia gets ejected. I don't know if you can say what you said, but you get ejected. Yeah, I had some choice words, but I, uh, you know, I was just standing up for Jula. Just taking up for your pitcher. Yeah. What, yeah. what was your view of Roland sipping the two-liter Mountain Dew? You're just I was there, you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I was walking out right next to him, and fans were just going crazy, yelling at him and yelling at me, and he just – he uh, actually – I was in a dugout. I was on the top step waiting for him because he was grabbing his bag and stuff. And I forget exactly what he said, but he said something like, let me grab my two-liter dew and we'll get out of here. <laughs> and then he walks out drinking it and talking to the umpire, and it was it was hilarious. And there's the meme forever. Yeah. So uh, the best part of that game for me was after the ejection, you guys are all out sitting on the bus. You're just on the fence, just out there raging. Yeah, that was, that was really tough to watch that game. That was one of the crazier games I think I've ever watched. And having to watch from, from the bus was really tough. That was uh, – I think we were down when we all got ejected. We were down eight to three, maybe, and we came back and won that game, eighteen to fifteen, which was a really big game too. It was early in yeah, the conference, conference play. play, and Harry Harry Brown had a huge hit in that game. There were a lot of guys that did awesome stuff in that game, and it was really hard just not being in that dugout during that game. I mean, I was up there shaking. Talk about that sprint back onto the field, though. You guys were fired. Oh up. yeah, oh yeah. We got down. We we're asking Roland how fast we could get down there. We were ready to go get with the guys. All right, let's take it to scout day. Yesterday, I heard you hit two homers on scout yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad showing. Not a bad showing. All right, so the biggest baseball question I've got for you, I've been waiting to ask this one. You're a Cincinnati Reds fan. Mm -hmm. You grow up a Reds fan? Yeah, yeah, going to Reds games. I was <clears throat> about 20 minutes from the stadium growing up, so we, we went to a lot of games. Just definitely grew up being a Reds fan. So – you could really win some points here with, like, who's your favorite Reds player as a kid. You're a catcher. No, if you drop, like, a Jason LaRue um, on me or something. Yeah, I would say that's a tough one. Um, I'll go with Tucker Barnhart. Tucker Barnhart. Yeah. Then. Okay. Yeah. I always – that's kind of somebody that I always like to watch catch and kind of model my game after. If you're watching somebody behind the plate, he's one of the guys. Yeah, he's one, one of the best defensive players in the league for sure. I was if you would have thrown like a Ramon Hernandez and Ryan, <laughs> yeah. Ryan Hannigan on me, get real deep in the Reds catch. JJ Hoover's my guy though. JJ Hoover's terrible. <laughs> no. Oh my god, he's the best. He uh, he, he might be a nice person, but he cannot get people out. He's awesome. He's a great. He's a great dude. I I've got I've probably got some tweets out there saying some real mean things about <laughs> yeah. JJ Hoover. Uh, gosh, I wasn't expecting to talk about JJ Hoover today. <laughs> uh, my last my last Reds question for you. I have a bone to pick with you about wearing a Cardinals jersey in one of your Instagram posts. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. I, it's a tough it's look. A, it's, that's a tough look, but I am a huge Yachty fan. Oh, no. And the baby blue Cardinals jersey is pretty. Ugh, I, just, I just don't like that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Yachty fan. All right. Um, we'll be bringing back Joey Votto next year. 
I have no clue. That's that's the hot topic. Gotta, right get, now. gotta get him a deal, a little less money. Yeah, get definitely. Him back, right? Can't definitely. Let him go somewhere else. No, I think he needs to come back. All right, so that's enough about baseball. Um, I've been told you're the team barber. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you have a name for this barber shop? Uh, I don't, but I mean, there's been. I think every guy's got a different name. It's what? What, what are some of these names? Uh, T two Krispies. I heard T Krispies. T Krispies. Okay. Yeah. T City Fades. T City Fades. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a bunch of different names the guys are coming up with. So but. what kind, what are you doing? Are you giving you're giving haircuts in the locker room before? Yeah. Games? Yeah. I mean, I've usually just been doing it like today. I think I'm cutting a couple guys in in the locker room, but. On our off day, I'll just text the group chat and see who needs one. So do you have, like, your own setup? Do you have – Yeah, I mean, I got a – You got a set of clippers? Yeah, I got a, just a set of clippers from Walmart, about 15 bucks. They do the job. I think I need to step it up, though. I think I need to get some better clippers now. So do you do beards, too? Yeah, yeah. Mohawks and goatees. Mohawks and goatees, yeah. So you're telling me that all the govs are running out with mohawks and goatees on opening day if you have anything to say about Yeah, that. yeah. If I'm the guy cutting hair, that's what we're doing. Is that the only haircut you do? No, no. I can – do just a normal fade or whatever, but I think the the mohawk is I got that down. Have you ever done any coaches? Uh, I did Roland and Heath. Okay, I cut both of them. How'd that go? It went good. Roland wanted me to go as about as tight as it could get on the fade. He wanted it. He wanted a high fade. So where did you learn to to do a fade? Um, so I was home this summer and I was going i texted the guy that usually cuts my hair and he uh you know he's he cuts some of the bangles guys and he's a really good barber but he raised his price last like when i was gone mm-hmm. so me and my friends were trying to get a haircut and he raised his price we were like i don't know if we want to pay that much but so i was like i'll just cut you guys let me just try and <laughs> shout out to my best friends loud and calvin they let me let me give it a shot and they liked it and i just have it stopped. And then a couple of days later, I was in the mirror for about three hours cutting my own hair. And So you cut your own hair now yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. Is that a little harder? Yeah, it's a little harder, but little I've, I've got it down. I've got it down mohawk, to about, right? Yeah. You got, you got a little wiggle room. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're the ox guy as well? Yeah. I, yeah, I can be. You've just got all the vibes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, you've got a dog as well? Yeah, Wilson A2000. Wilson A2000. Yep. What kind of dog is Wilson A2000? He's a French bulldog. So does that make you a Wilson glove guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How old is Wilson? Uh, about three months, I think. Two months, three months. He's a puppy. He's a little puppy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Has he been out to the field yet? Oh yeah. Yeah. He runs around out there. He's been out there a couple times. He just gets out there and tears it up. Yeah. Uh, Emma Loris was on the podcast last week. She told me that you guys tell people your cousins. She told you that we're cousins. She said, "Yeah." Well, she said you tell people your cousins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's she, the uh, story there? So she, I'm pretty sure. Her, her neighbor back home okay. is my aunt. Okay. Or it's some like her mom. She said something about her aunt. Yeah, her mom and my aunt are like best friends, and so we put that together. You know, when I f- first met her, and we kind of just tell everybody we're cousins. Are just cousins here, yeah. Austin? <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your major? Uh, leadership science. Leadership science. What's your plan after school? Do you have one? You don't have. Um. To have one. I, yeah. I, I hope to keep playing baseball and staying in the game as long as I can. Play as long as you can, right? Yeah, play and coach after that. All right, last question before the rapid-fire questions. Why Austin P? Um, I think just the energy here is awesome. The school's awesome. When I first came and visited, I think it was a no-brainer for me. Just being on campus, meeting Gerald and, you know, meeting, meeting uh, you know, all the coaches. I'd already met Roland a couple times, but I think it was a no-brainer and – the baseball aspect and the school aspect, it's a win-win. I feel like not a lot of schools, their student-athletes 
that so many of them meet the AD on their visit. Oh, no, definitely not. And definitely Gerald, not. Gerald takes time to meet with – I mean, if a coach says, hey, I got a kid coming, yeah. every, he meets with all of them. Yeah. He meets with all of them. All right, you ready for these rapid-fire questions? Let's do it. All right, what's your favorite word or saying? Um, I read a book by uh, Kurt Gibson recently, and – the front page of that book, he talks about defeat the beast is what he wanted to name the book, but okay. he said he couldn't for some reason. But it's kind of just like the, like that internal like negative thoughts and uh, you know, the um, just negative thoughts that you go through every day. And there's always negativity in life, but just defeating that every day. So you may have answered my next question. What's the last book you read? Yeah, the book, Kurt, bottom Kurt, of the ninth, like Kurt, Kurt Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. What's your worst habit? Um, probably eating out. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you like to go? Uh, Chipotle. Big Chipotle guy. Oh yeah. What's the order? Uh, I'll get a steak burrito. I've gotten a steak burrito since always. I've since never ever. switched it up, yeah. but yeah. All right. Uh, do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? No. 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 Is that possible? I think so. You think so? Yeah. I, a lot of people don't. Some I don't know. Do. I don't think so. Yeah. It's never been tested. Not going to test it. Uh, what's one rule in any sport you want to change or add? Um, I actually had this question last week because the soccer team tied twice last week, right? Yeah. How? What's the What's the rule on that? Why? So, in college soccer, up until this year, in the regular season, they would play two 15-minute overtimes. Okay. So you'd get to 120 minutes, or maybe it was two 10-minute overtimes. I mean, it's two 10-minute overtimes, so you'd play 110 minutes total. If it were and it would it would not be golden goal. It was you played them both, and if you were winning, you won. Or it might have been golden goal. I don't remember. I haven't done soccer in three years. I know that they changed the overtime rules. They did some study where like ninety percent of the games that went to overtime still ended tied. So like, what's the reason of playing twenty extra minutes in the regular season? We're not going to play overtime in the regular season. Ninety minutes, we're calling it a tie. Now, when they get to the postseason, they play the two ten minute overtimes. Okay. If it's still tied after that, then they go to uh, penalty kicks. Yeah, why don't they just go to penalty kicks? That's my – I mean, I feel like if we tied in baseball, I wouldn't be happy about that. Yeah, I, like I said, they used to play overtime yeah. in the regular season, but up until this year – or maybe it was last year, they quit doing it. But even with that overtime, you'd still – Yeah, I was every, curious If you went to overtime that. after 90 minutes, there's not much scoring going on those last yeah. 20 minutes. Everybody's yeah. tired. Oh, yeah. So – I think they should just send it to penalty kicks. You want penalty kicks right yeah, away. Yeah, and let's get a winner. Let's get. I'm I'm with you on that one. What app on your phone gets the most use? Um, probably Snapchat. Okay, I didn't think I'd be breaking down college soccer rules today. <laughs> uh, what's the last gift you gave somebody? Um, I got Clayton Gray Nike Elite socks for his birthday last week. Happy birthday, Clayton Gray! What day oh, is his yeah. birthday? It was on Saturday. Okay, so we don't have the same birthday. Uh, who would you cast to play you in a movie about yourself? Um, probably my brother. A lot of people say that we look like twins. Okay. And he, uh, he knows me really well, so. What is he, four years older than you? Three. Okay. Uh, so I ask all the siblings that, or people that have siblings that are athletes, who's the best athlete in the family? Um. Quite often people say themselves. I would say. some controversy. I would say me, but he would say himself. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Who who was winning the fights as a kid? He's he's got four years on you. Yeah, he's he's the older brother. I, I got my fair share of butt kickings, but yeah, makes you a good catcher, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That made me who I am. Toughed me up. What is the most embarrassing song you love? Um, wow. Um, 
I don't know, the first one that came to my head, I don't think it's embarrassing, but Halo by Beyonce. If it's not embarrassing, but you love it. <laughs> if you could go to any concert, who would it be? Um, I would say... I feel like I got to go with like an OG right here. Okay. Maybe like Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. I think that's the first Snoop Dogg answer yeah. I ever had on that. Love it. Uh, if you could visit one place in the world, where would it be? Um, Ireland. Why Ireland? Ireland? I'm Irish, okay. and I've kind of always just wondered what Ireland's like. I think Ireland would be cool. Yeah. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Mm. I'm going to say Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And I'm going to throw Heath Holiday in there. Heath Holiday. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. Oh, he's the best. All right. He's the best. Uh, so you, you say Tom Brady. You're a Cincinnati guy. Does that make you a Bengals fan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who day? But but you're going with Brady over Burrow there. Yeah, or, I mean. Or Carson Palmer. Or Yeah, or Carson Palmer. Yeah. But now Tom Brady was – Tom Brady's the GOAT. Brady, Tyson, and Heath Holiday. Yeah. Love it. All right. Uh <laughs> This question was a Jordan Goko question that I like so much I've added it to the podcast. Okay. Uh, how would you survive a zombie apocalypse? Man, that's a good question. It, yeah, and let me tell you, when I tell you Jordan Goko had an answer, I mean, planned What out. was his answer? Oh, he's like, got, he's like taking over a dick sporting goods. He's <laughs> like cutting off the escalator to the second floor. He's got wow. a gun rack downstairs. Let me tell you, this man has it planned that's out. That's not a shocker that he's no, got no, that No, no, he's dialed out. in on the he's, zombies. Yeah, he's dialed in on that. Um... Man, I don't know. Probably, I mean, I'm getting with my family for okay. sure. I'm getting with my family first, and we'll figure Squatting it out from there. Yeah. The from the, yeah. yeah. We had a boat answer last week, I think. Yeah, boat, boat's a good one. And then the guy was like, oh, I'll just have to go back and get fish. I was like, you got to fish. You got to fish, yeah, yeah. If you're on the boat, you're fishing, yeah. right? Yeah. That might be the spot. It might be, unless, you know, you run out of water. Or fish. Yeah, that'd be tough. All right. Who or what inspires you? Um, I would say my family. Um, my dad... He's always inspired me. He's the most hardworking person I know, and you know I do everything because of him. And um, my brother too, my stepmom Rose. They're I do everything because of them, and um, they're the biggest support. What advice would you give to your younger self? Um, I'd say just be in the moment. Uh, don't worry about. Don't worry too much about you know outside things, and just be yourself and enjoy every moment. Enjoy every day. All right, so the last question comes from Emma Loris. If you could play any other sport, what would it be? Football. Football. Did yeah. you play football I, in high school? Not in high school. I did in middle school. What position are you playing? Running back, middle linebacker. Okay. I just didn't I, – I just knew I wasn't going to, you know. You're going two ways. You're yeah. You're Travis Hunter actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we need to call up Scotty Walden and tell him we got a new running back. <laughs> yeah. Right? Hey, we got you a guy. He'll go both ways I for wish, you. yeah. I, I feel like if you're going to play running back and middle linebacker, you've got to have the big collar on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. All right. Uh, now you get to ask a question on next week's PCAST. What do you want to ask in the next episode? Um, hmm. Man, I don't know. Um, this is where it usually stumps people. So yeah, that's yeah. I wasn't ready for that. I need a question. Um, what? Jeez, I don't know. What are some What are some of the recent questions? I mean, we've had, like, describe yourself in three words. Mike DeLillo wanted to know what you were going to name your first kid. Jordan Goko asked about zombies. Emma Loris asked what sport you would play. Um, it's really just whatever you want. 
whatever you want to know about um, whoever you're going to pick to be the next guest. Man, I don't know. Um, well, I'll go with what. What are you going to name your first kid? What are you, all yeah, right. I'm just going with Mike right there. Take a, take a page right out of Mike's playbook. Yeah. Love it. All right, Trevor, thank you for taking time to be on the PCAST. Good luck in the classroom. Good luck on the field this spring. We'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. Thank you. Another big thank you to Trevor Conley at Austin P. Baseball Team for stopping by to join us on this week's interview, which is brought to you by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. Uh, the Flats Off Madison Apartments offer beautiful one- and two-bedroom apartments in a smoke-free community. Stop by there. Call leasing agent at 931-538-3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. Alex, we had uh, the first ever, first ever Atlantic Sun Conference Basketball Media Day right here at f Bank Arena yep. in beautiful Clarksville, Tennessee, sponsored by... Sir, Sir Pro. Uh, first ever ASUN Conference Basketball Media Day. Yep. Strange that it's never been done, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure anybody will ever do it better than the Guffs. No, and I think talking to a lot of people at the ASUN, um, I know the commissioner was very impressed, uh, William Hall, who's the ASUN uh, men's basketball contact, and I talked the night before because there was an open men's basketball practice, and he was him and some of the ASUN people were there. And, like, they were just astounded with how nice FNM Bank Arena is. They said, you know, we've seen the videos you guys have posted, the photos, but none of that does it any justice. Not um, even a little bit. And I thought the event went really well, too, for it being, one, the first time we've hosted an event like that, two, the first time the ASUN has ever hosted it, but at the same time, it's the awesome P way to blow stuff like that out of the waters. Yeah, just do it right. Do it right. So let's talk about the news that came out of Media Day. There, there was a lot of it. We'll start with the women's basketball side. We'll start on the women's basketball side. Mm-hmm. The Austin P. Governors, Brittany Young's third year? Yep, third year, third year. Third year at the helm. Govs were picked fourth in the ASUN basketball preseason coaches poll. Govs came in tied for third with Eastern Kentucky in the media poll. Uh, I, I got something to say about You that. got something to say? All right, say what you got to we say. We were two – sorry, we – you know, covering women's basketball last year. Yep, yep, we get it. Spit Austin it Peay women's basketball was 2-0 and against Eastern Kentucky last year. Okay. We beat them in Richmond. Gotcha. And then we beat them in the A-Sun champion, the first round of the A-Sun championship. Sure did, right here we in the Dunn Center. We handed them their lunch. They did absolutely nothing against us. Not a thing. And they were picked above us. Picked ahead of us. Now, granted, Antoinette Walker, who was a preseason player of the year, very good. Very good player. I mean, she in that game that we had in Richmond, um, she accounted for like half their points or something like that. Um, she is very good. She's she's crafty. She can rebound. She can score. Is she a Moorhead transfer? Uh, that I don't know. I feel like she might be. I don't know. I don't know, but she's very good. Don't get me wrong. But this team is so much better top to bottom than Eastern Kentucky. Now, granted, I think Eastern Kentucky will be in that top six range, but I think it is what it is. The uh, top four, as always, you're going to have Florida Gulf Coast at the top in women's basketball, 142 in the points, uh, 10 first-place votes. Lipscomb came in second with 128 points and two first-place votes. Then Eastern Kentucky, 121. Austin P 107. Uh, media poll looks about the same. 
Florida Gulf Coast in first place with all but two of the first place votes. Then, uh, yeah, Lipscomb. Lipscomb in second. So, mm-hmm. that's how the women's basketball preseason looks like. The Gulfs had one women's basketball preseason all-A Sun team selection. That is the reigning Atlantic Sun sixth player of the year, Shamari Hale. And Tank deserves every single bit of it. I mean, unanimous decision. She was the unanimous sixth player of the year last year, second team all-conference, all-championship team. Um, she set the single-season field goal percentage record last year at 69.1. I mean, Tank is just exactly what her nickname says. Um, she's good. I think I think she'll be up there by the end of the year for, like, a player of the year award. Um, and I think – I've been talking to Camille, the women's basketball contact. Um, she looks great this year in uh, practice and stuff like that. And I think the Govs are going to contend for a title. I mean, you got Florida Gulf Coast at the top who has won a total of three NCAA tournament games in the last two years. That's a good team. But I think we proved it last year that we can play a team like that well. We held them to their lowest three-point atten- or three-point makes. In That's both what I was going to say. The one thing that all Brittany Young teams will do that will travel and help them against teams that Florida Gulf Coast is just the most talented women's basketball team in this league. That's just I think we can all agree with that. I don't think anybody has any problems with that. Would you? Would you agree? No. Yeah. The one thing that guys will do is play better defense than just about everybody out there. They'll play tougher defense. They will get in your face and guard you. And sometimes that's how you take down a team that maybe is a more talented roster. Exactly. I mean, you look at an Austin women's basketball program that you know has a lot of history behind it. But I mean, we rewrote the record book last year when it came to defense. I mean, we had, I mean, we were top twenty-five in the country and set the program record. It was like scoring defense, three-point field goal defense. I think we were top fifteen in the country. I want to say. I mean, Brittany Young teams will defend, and they will defend very well. To the men's basketball team. I know you're pretty upset with everything that happened. <laughs> I will lay the scene, and then I will let you go on your go on your rant. Go ahead. Uh, the Atlantic Sun Conference Men's Basketball Preseason Coaches Poll. Austin P came in eighth with one first-place vote. That poll goes Eastern Kentucky with eight first-place votes. Florida Gulf Coast, Stetson, Kennesaw with one first-place vote. They're the reigning champs, I believe. Lipscomb, Bellarmine, North Alabama with one first-place vote, and Austin P with a first-place vote, followed by Jacksonville, Queens, North Florida, and Central Arkansas. The media poll. A lot of the same. Eastern Kentucky, 32 first-place votes in first place. Kennesaw State jumps up to second with six first-place votes. Lipscomb, Florida Gulf Coast with two first-place votes. Bellarmine, North Florida, or excuse me, North Alabama, North Florida with four first-place votes. Queens, Jacksonville, Austin P in 11th with two first-place votes, and Central Arkansas. Please comment on the poll and keep it at the poll for now. Okay. Um... I think that you can tell when coaches and media were voting that they looked at us last year, which, you know, more times than not, is fine. Like, it is what it is. This is a team with 12 newcomers, a very star-studded newcomer class. Uh, We've got a lot of really good players that are coming from this roster that have proven that they've had great careers in their last stops, and those aren't just like – it's not like they were like – these like god tier players at like NAI schools. No, they were play- they were competing in you know Division One levels. So, I mean, eighth place. It is what it is. At the end of the day, I don't like it. It's the preseason poll. It's bulletin board material. It is, and I I called Coach Gibson. Like it was legitimately a minute after I got the preseason poll, and he's like, "Alex, give me some good news." And I'm like, "I don't know if this is good news or bad news." And I told him, and he's like, "Alex, that's the best news you could have told me." So, like I said, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And also, just I, gasoline on the fire, baby. Yeah, and I think honestly, the only other team, like I, Florida Gulf Coast at number two, 
in the coaches poll okay. They had an off year last year. They'll be back. A big off year. I don't think Kennesaw State's going to be one of those great teams. Yes, they were the champions last they year. They had a hot, they had a little hot streak in they them have last an, year. They're another team who has a fairly new roster, a whole new coaching staff, but I just don't think they did enough to rebuild. Shall we go to the preseason all-A-Sun team? Now I do have a pretty good rant about this. All right, one. he's about to get real upset. So, preseason player of the year was Devontae Blanton from Eastern Kentucky. Preseason defensive player of the year is Isaiah Cozart from Eastern Kentucky. Uh, Eastern Kentucky's got a good team. And They're a great team. Who is it? Um, shoot, what's his name? The coach, AC? Sure. Can't remember off the top of my head. I believe it's AC Martin. I mean, now I have to look it up because I want to feel. I'm going to feel really dumb if it's not AC. <laughs> I don't think it is. All right, moment of truth. Here we go. A.W. Hamilton. A.W. Hamilton, not A.C. Martin. A.C. Martin, where did I come up with that? <laughs> I don't know. A.W. Hamilton, my apologies to Eastern Kentucky. Uh, they've got a good team. They play hard. They play a really up-tempo brand of basketball since he got there, and we've yeah. seen it from one conference to another. Uh, and he's fiery on the sideline. They're they're pretty fun to watch, for being honest. On it, and, and, and Cozart blocks shots. That's Yeah, and legitimate. that's another reason why I, I don't have a problem with Eastern Kentucky being number one. I don't have a huge problem with them sweeping the preseason awards. Either. No, I think that if you look at it right now, they're the best team in the conference from yeah. what they've done, and I don't think that's really an argument. So I think yeah. that's fair. I don't like it, but it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. We got a lot to prove. And uh, the only gov on the preseason all Sun team was DeMarcus Sharp. Alex, Yep. Um, proceed. <laughs> DeMarcus Sharp averaged 19.5 points, 5.0 rebounds, 5.0 assists last year at Northwestern State under Corey Gibson, one of six players from Northwestern State to come. He was a Southland Conference player, newcomer of the year, uh, first team all-conference selection, um, all-defensive team selection, uh, Louisiana State Writers Association newcomer. Uh, he, like, he, like countless awards that he's received that he received in his one year at Northwestern State after transferring um, from Missouri State where Coach Gipp was the associate head coach. DeMarcus is a good player. I think very good player. I mean, if we had DeMarcus Sharp here for four years, I think a lot of records would be broken. And I, honestly, I think he's going to break a lot of records in the one year he is going to be here because he's like he's a six-year player uh, with the COVID and a redshirt year. Um, he's good. The only problem—I don't even really say it's a problem—the fact that he wasn't a unanimous decision to this all-conference team grinds your gears a little bit. It it really does because it's like don't get me wrong, Devontae Blanton, very good. Terrell Burton, Kennesaw State, good. Uh, Lipscomb's a big man. Jacob, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his last name. Good. Good choice. I think I think Demarcus Sharp, if he's not the best player, like I'm like I said, I'm okay with Devontae Bland being the preseason player of the year. He was in the league last year, he did a lot of good things. I think Demarcus is right there up with him. Now, the one critique I do have on this preseason all conference list, the, buckle the big up, one. Buckle up. The top returning three point scorer in all of Division One basketball. Who is that? Jamonte Black. Yes, sir. Number four. Yes. Did not make the preseason all-conference. This guy made 122 three-pointers last year, 3.81 per game. That's a lot he if you don't know. He finished fourth in Division One basketball last year. The three guys above him all graduated. He is – and he's hitting him at an uh, efficient clip, too. He's over 37%, uh, just a hair under 40%. He's good. Pretty good. I, I think he's the best shooter, like straight shooter in this league. By far. Yeah. And he didn't make a preseason all-conference list? That's correct. That's what they tell me. And uh, I, I honestly went back um, to my little, like, you know, we nominate and stuff like that. 
Um, I went back and I was like, I put this all in there, right? And I was like, yeah. So it's all right. I was talking to Jamonte after the ASON announced it the other day. And I was like, hey, preseason conference came out. And he's like, oh, yeah, I already know I'm not on it. And I'm like, he's like, I truly don't care. That's good. It, and honestly, all the guys had a good mindset for it. There, I think there were a couple other guys who probably could have been up there. I think Desi Jones could have been up there. Um, but at the end of the day, these guys don't care about preseason awards. It's, it's what this is right now. It's talk to get set up for the season. So Tell you what, though, the fellows were styling in those sunglasses at media day. Oh, yeah, they had those really nice Oakleys. I mean, because it was... Designed by Hansel Emanuel. Yep, that, that's one of his new deals, and it's he hooked up the entire team with them, too. Um, Takes care of the boys. And that, that's one thing that, you know, he's talked about a lot. Um, you know, everybody knows Hansel. Um, he has all these huge NIL deals. But, you know, he's told me, because I've asked him about, like, you know, what's important about NIL to you? And he's like, number one, I use everything from that to help my family back home. Number two, I want to support my friends, staff. Um, players, stuff like that. And uh, he did just that. Coach Gip, him, Jamonte, Demarcus, um, all styling in the Oakleys. Styling in the Oakleys. He also oh. said he got me a pair, too. And I'm pretty excited because Gerald told me I can wear those during basketball games. Eh, we'll see about that. We'll see about that part, but you can definitely rock a pair of them. All right, let's move on to what's happening this week at Austin P. Softball's going to wrap up. Well, they're going to wrap up the other team playing portion of their fall schedule. They're going to play Mineral Area College on Wednesday. Today's Tuesday. We're recording this podcast at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday night because I'm going to a wedding this weekend. I'm going to miss my first Austin P football game in who knows how long. Uh, I'm the best man at my best friend Garen's wedding. I've got to be there. Yep. So. It's understandable. We're getting this podcast done early, so the guys are going to play softball tomorrow. We'll get you the results for that one next week. And then next week they're also going to play on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday the Red and Black World Series. So uh, not the teams with that for that are not out yet. They'll be out later this week, I imagine, after Wednesday's game against Mineral Area College. So stay tuned. Stay tuned on social media, letsgop.com, and you'll see the Red and Black World Series teams. Get out there next week. Start start your week with some softball. Kathy Manor Park, Whole Field. And the Red and Black World Series is always fun, too. Yeah, it's always got a little more entertainment than these. 10 inning games against schools you've never heard of in the fall because there's just a little bit of bragging rights on the line, you know? There is. It's a little bit of bragging rights on the line. Also, some volleyball right here at the Winfield Dunn Center this week. The Govs are going to host Queens on Friday night, 6 p.m. for a 4 p.m. Saturday game against Kennesaw State. Alex, what do you got on those two? I think those are two games that you're going into that you definitely want to pick up uh, a win. I, uh, think I think they're at the point where they need wins. They are because um, you're just about at the midway point of ASUN play. Um, Plain and simple, too. After two losses last week, yeah, and I mean four straight overall, Yeah, you really need to snap that skin and get some Ws on the board. Exactly. And you definitely want to do that against a team like Queens. Um, it's one of the teams that are below you in the ASUN standings, I believe. So come out there, snap the losing streak, and then pick up another one against Sat- on Saturday against you Kennesaw State. You can't make the tournament if you lose to teams below you. That's just a fact. Exactly. So you need, you need your players that have kind of hit a little bit of a lull. You, know, um, you need them to just step up and – play like how they were during non-conference because I thought we looked really good at certain por- pers- portions excuse me during non-conference and so get, get that going in. get that going again this weekend let's do that got tennis this week Alex we do women's uh, tennis yep women's tennis will be at the ITA Ohio Valley Regionals that is hosted by Tennessee uh, in Knoxville of course that is Thursday through Monday um, I think you know a lot of times you look at the ITAs and you're like okay this is a really good opportunity for you know 
coaches to figure out the lineups and just continue to build because this is the last official event that they have um, for their fall season. There is one more ITF event, but we don't know until honestly the day before if we have somebody qualify for that. That's kind of wild. It is, but I think the biggest thing going into this ITA though is Yana Leader. Um, you know, we talked about her the past. This is the big weeks. one, huh? It is because I think if she goes out here and wins. You know, makes it to the semifinals of the main draw, wins the consolation draw. She's ranked by the spring. I mean, I would definitely say that. I think I don't even think that's really up for debate. She has three really good wins this year. Uh, one against a top ninety player in the country. So I think if she goes out here, she puts up some wins. It'll be a really good look. I think you're also looking at a couple other players. You know, Denise Torrealba, um, a couple of the fre- or the freshmen as well. Let's just go out there, pick up some wins, get those singles and doubles lineup solidified, and uh, come out of the fall feeling really good for the spring. Got soccer as well this week. We do. Um, this is a very big match. Govs are going to Lipscomb on Saturday. That is Lipscomb who just confer- or just solidified the ASUN regular season title, the number one seed in the tournament. But at the same time, they're undefeated in conference. They're not just going to rest their starters. They want to come out here and finish undefeated. I mean – and the Govs are looking at if you pick up – so if you draw and pick up the point or you beat Lipscomb, you clinch your ticket to the postseason. So any point. Any point clinches. And you're headed – and you're dancing. Yep. For the first time in program history, the Govs would go to the ASUN Women's Soccer Championship. If you lose, uh, you need a little bit of help because you got Is there two, only one game this week? Yep. There's just one, and it's on that – it's on that weird Saturday. Um, so – but if you lose, you have two teams right behind you. Uh, just two points behind you. That's uh, Kennesaw State and Stetson. And then you also have North Florida hanging around there too. Bad thing is you don't you don't have the tiebreakers over a Stet- or over a uh, North Florida, and then Kennesaw State gets weird because you had a draw with them. So the simplest situation here is just to get a point. Yep. Just Go out there. one singular point and you're in. Yep. All you got to do is tie. Mm-hmm. Just, you don't want to rely on other teams to help you out. No. So tie and you're in. Win, you're definitely in. Definitely. Had a dancing. Let's do that dancing thing. Where's the ASUN soccer tournament at? Is it campus sites? It's campus sites. Uh, it's kind of like, kind of sort of how the OVC basketball championship used to be. You know, it's that like one and two get the double by, three and four get the single by, everybody else plays everybody else. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, except it's, I think the top seed hosts the last two games, not the cha- not just the championship. Gotcha. Yeah. Big one this week out in the Beehive State. And what is the Beehive State? That'd be Utah, where your number 24-ranked Austin State University football team takes on Southern Utah for the first time ever. It's the Govs' second United Athletic Conference game of the season. The Govs are 1-0 in the UAC. Southern Utah is 1-1 in the UAC this season. The Govs have not played a UAC game at home. They've both been on the road. That is after beating Stephen F. Austin to open up UAC play. Austin Peay's technically in third place in the UAC. Eastern Kentucky and Central Arkansas are both 2-0 in the league. Austin Peay's 1-0 in the league. So, technically, one win behind them. Right. You get the point. Anywho, Saturday's game is the second farthest west the Govs have ever played a football game. Sacramento State in the second round of the SCS playoffs. That was a win. It's technically the farthest west. It's also, this is a fun <laughs> one here, the highest elevated game the Govs will ever play. Cedar City, Utah sits at 5,846 feet of elevation. That tops the 4,817 feet of elevation the Govs played at when they lost to Montana State in the quarterfinals of the 2019 FCS playoffs. Um a lot of big, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot. It basically, 
these last five games with the Govs playing five UAC games to close the schedule, mm-hmm. we are – I mean, you could argue we're in, like, just the playoffs every week. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I, there's still – if you lose one, you could still find your way into the playoffs. But – You really you, don't want to rely on that. You sure. control your own destiny at this point. I agree. The Govs have full control of where this season goes yeah. at four and two. Uh, the only team ahead of them in terms of total record in the conference is Central Arkansas. They're five and two. You could argue that Austin P and Central Arkansas on a bit of collision course for that November 18th game in Fortera Stadium to close the regular season. Uh, there's a possibility that there's a heck of a lot riding on that one. Definitely, and I think honestly, looking at the at the Southern Utah game, I'm interested to see how we play. Because I mean, I know all week you got to be hydrating. Um, you have to you have to hydrate so much for these elevation games. And obviously, you don't want to make the elevation a factor. Right. But at the end of the day, it is is a factor. It is. Whether the coaches and the players want to talk about it being a factor or not, it will be a factor. And the way to make it less of a factor is to get super hydrated. Yep. It's just just the way it has to be. This Southern Utah team, they're 2-4 and overall. Mm -hmm. They're 1-1 in the UAC. They still come in at number 36 in the Massey ratings. Really? How's yeah, that? they come in at 36 in Massey. They're 41st in power, 42nd in offense, 37th in defense. They've got the best rushing defense in the UAC. They've got the number 10 rushing defense in the FCS. They're not a bad team. Mm-hmm. And like uh, any team that comes in top 40 in Massey's a tough opponent, especially when you have to go play them at third place at almost 6,000 feet elevation. Right. So, like we said with the Stephen F. Austin game, it doesn't matter how you win a road conference game. If you win, it's a good win, and it's a pretty win. Yeah. There are no ugly road wins in conference at play. That's my official stance, and it's not changing anytime soon. I, I agree with you. And I, I think, like you said, that's a team that definitely knows how to defend the run. So, you know, maybe this is a game that – You want to talk about a veteran quarterback, too. Get this. Quarterback Justin Miller, that is Southern Utah's starting quarterback, began his college career at Snow College in 2016. I was a he is sophomore one, junior in high school. One year younger than me. Justin Miller, after that freshman season, took a two-year mission. I looked on his Instagram a little bit. I believe he was in Romania. Okay. Two-year mission to Romania. Comes back to Southern Utah as a junior in 2019. Now he's second among active FCS quarterbacks in passing yard, passing touchdowns, and completions, and he ranks fifth in total offense in his career. The one thing we have discovered from those stats, he is not mobile. Yeah. He has... <laughs> He has 8,418 career passing yards. He has less yards of total offense than that in his career, meaning he has negative rushing yards in his career. He essentially has negative 200 rushing yards. To he is career. a pocket passer, let me tell you, though. He's, but he's big. He's old. He's a year younger than me. He's got a wife and kids, and that's not <laughs> a joke. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, there's a story about it on there's a story about him on Southern Utah's website as well where it tells you all this. So, Justin Miller. Uh, veteran quarterback, so he probably will not beat himself. That's fair. But this Govs defense is good. Uh, this Govs defense ranks, I believe it's eighth in the FCS. To, excuse me. They rank. I can find it. It's right here. I'm looking at it right now. I can't find it. As he scans through his notes, that I know he has. Austin P ranks eighth in the FCS and leads the UAC with eight interceptions. All of that despite the Govs not intercepting a pass the first two weeks of the season. They've got eight interceptions in their last four games. They've got multiple picks in the last three games. And they also rank second in the country in defensive touchdowns with three. But Justin Miller, not going to make mistakes. He's a veteran quarterback back there, so you've got to just make plays. Yep. And like I said, we're going to miss Corey Chapman for the first half of that game. 
but it's going to be dangerous when he comes out for that second oh, half. I'll tell you that, that right tell you, now. Nobody's ever coming out of the locker room hotter than Corey Chapman the second half in Cedar City this weekend. Yep. Prediction, go. Uh, give me a little bit of a lower scoring game. I think the Gubs win in a fairly defensive battle. I'd say 27-14. 27-14, you say? I think so. I think I want Austin P with a 34-21 to victory. Okay. 34-21 on the road at Southern Utah in Cedar City. Govs win. Improved to 5-2 and two overall. Keep climbing up those standings. There you go. That's all we got. That is. In the meantime, Dr. Crystal McGregor, Matthew Kilpatrick, Shorty Husband, Trey Price, they've got a lot of community service opportunities for you to an athlete. I know the Ghost Candy drives here because I saw an email about it yesterday. Yep. So get that candy, donate it, and do some good for everybody in the community. Get them some candy. It's Halloween. It sure is. It's Halloween. Get out there, and uh, there's two volleyball games at home this week. So get out there and get some Gus Cup points. Support right. if you're if you're in Clarksville on Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday, get in the Dunster. Support the volleyball team, and head on back to the house and fire up ESPN Plus. Watch the Govs out in Cedar City. There you go, Alex. Mm-hmm. How do people follow us on social media? Follow us on X and Instagram at Let's Go PR on Facebook at Austin P Governors, and uh, shout out to Maddie, Bree, Lexi, Carter, Robert. It's been a lot of stuff going on lately, and so I know whether it's video, photo graphics, gifts. They've all been pretty busy. And also, shout out to Robin. Hashtag about to be big back. She is she's coming back. Gov's Madness, October twenty sixth, first day back. What a way to start. Yep. What a way to start. She's gonna knock that out of the park, I'm sure. Uh, in the meantime, let's go be out confidence news, stories, information. Cody Bush, Alice Eric, Camille Blaylock, Chris Austin, Knox Rees, and myself. We got all the information you can use right there. You can also use some tickets. Mm-hmm. You've only missed two football games. So if you want football season tickets, call Ticket Office at 931-221-PAY. Uh, like I said, you can get all your single-game tickets on Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. Let's go p.com backslash buy tickets. It takes you to Ticketmaster. Get your single-game tickets. But what you want to do, you want to call the Ticket Office. You want to get your season tickets because you still got three games left. That's over half the home games. That is. And when you call them, you get the Blazing VIP zone for the season because that provides you all-you-can-eat food and drinks from Buffalo Wild Wings in the Blazing VIP zone, which is located in the south end of Fortera Stadium under the scoreboard. It opens an hour prior to kickoff when the gates open and closes at the end of halftime. All-you-can-eat wings, all-you-can-drink beer and other beverages. And you want to get that now, too. It sold we out sold the last out two last games. Game. We sold it out last game. Uh, you're, if you don't kill now, you're going to miss your chance. That you will. Alex, Basketball tickets are the hottest thing in town as well. Yep, so basketball season tickets available at the ticket office. Um, at the same time, special news, basketball single game tickets coming out on Wednesday. Breaking at, news. At 10 a.m. Um, that is Wednesday, October 18th. Yep. Because we're recording at, this on Tuesday, and it'll be out Wednesday or Thursday. Yep, starting at uh, starting at 10 a.m. So, you so they might already be on sale. They could be by the you time this podcast means. comes out. Got to get on it. Pause the podcast. Yep. Go buy your tickets. We'll wait five seconds. And all then right, come now back, that you're back. Now that you're back and you've bought all of your single game tickets, yep. hit play again if you're not already hitting play. And uh, and don't uh, miss a basketball game this year. Yep. And one more thing. Oh? Gov's Madness, October 26th. Yes, tell me more. Um, free. But F-R-E-E. F-R-E-E, that spells free. Very free. Um, but you still got to get a ticket. Got to get a ticket. Um, like a, a free ticket. A free ticket. Those are available on the website. That ticket will uh, cost you $0. Absolutely nothing. Also $0. For cents. a very electric Govs Madness. You know, we've been sitting here talking about the basketball preseason polls, all the players, and all that other kind of stuff. Come check them out. 
it's your first chance to see him in live action. You know, got dunk contests, three-point contests, skills competitions, autograph signings, all that good stuff. Plenty of giveaways. Do it. So Get that free ticket right now. Yep. And then while you're at that, um, also just get ready. Men's basketball, November 1. We're basically two weeks away now. Hashtag we coming. We coming. We Guys are, are hot. In the meantime, files on iTunes or Spotify or directly on the website, letsgop.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast. Alex. Five stars. Five stars. Well, suggest a guest or let us know of a local podcast favorite we should shout out. Tell us where you had the Govs ranked in last week's FCS poll. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex out underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bunchingans. Shout out to Nick Castellanos because he quite literally will not stop hitting home runs. We'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. To the island Where the shrimp boats tie up to the pilots Give me oysters and beer For dinner every day of the year And I'll feel fine I'll feel fine Cause I wanna be there Go back down and lie beside the sea there With a tin cup for a chalice Fill it up with good red wine I'll be chewing on a honeysuckle vine Where the sun goes gliding across the water